0: welcome to the life fellowship ministries international broadcast our mission is to develop maintain and model personal intimacy with jesus christ and now join us for the life fellowship experience let me go ahead and open with prayer dear heavenly father we thank you for this day we thank you for your many blessings in our lives and Lord, we pray this morning that you would open our spiritual eyes to see you with greater clarity, that you would open our ears to hear your small, still voice speaking to our hearts, that you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us today, and that we would walk away changed because we've had this encounter with you. And we give you praise and glory and honor and thanks, and we come with expectation to receive this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're in this series now. And uh, uh, this morning, I want to talk about a really, really important aspect of our relationship with the Lord, and it's something that we we most of us neglect or don't realize the importance of what God has asked us to do, and that's to take some time to rest. But before I get into it, let's recite our mission statement, if you'll join me. Our, our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And that leads to our vision as we, as we become, uh, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, it leads us to our, our uh, mission, or our vision, rather, is, and that is to become disciples who will impact the world, With the love of Jesus Christ and that's what the Lord has called us to is to have a deep intimate relationship with him and then go and share that and impact the world around us and as we follow the Lord's plans and his desires we then fulfill the purpose and the plan that he has for our lives. Uh, personally, but also as a body of believers. And so we have uh, the great opportunity to share the hope and the love of Christ. And we have the great opportunity in right now to grow in our relationship with Him and to also uh, lead others. And, and our relationship with Him not only impacts us and our family, but the the people around us. And so... Uh, this is something the Lord shared with me this this week that I thought was really good the Bible is our map and the Holy Spirit is our GPS and I thought that was really cool because many times we can we can have a map but we can still be lost right Uh, or we can still not be certain on how to get where we're needing to go but that GPS shows us where we are and shows us where to go to get where we're going. Even when we get lost, it will redirect us, right? And so the Holy Spirit is there to redirect us when we get off the path or when we get lost. In Genesis chapter 1, uh, the Word uh, shares the story about God creating the heavens and the earth and everything in them. If you would, turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, and we're going to read through chapter 2, 1 through 3 genesis one thirty one then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. He didn't just see that it was good, he saw that it was very good, and evening passed, and morning came, making the sixth day Genesis two one so the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. Verse two on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. So on the seventh day he rested. Let's break this down, and, and on the next slide, you'll see that I've emphasized a couple of points here. On the seventh day, God re- uh, finished, had finished his work of creation. So he rested. And this this Greek word, uh, I mean this Hebrew word really means he ceased, he stopped, he rested. And then it goes on to say, from all. And this word all means the whole, completely, totally, from every kind. He rested from all of His work. And work means task, it can mean occupation, activity of making or doing something. So He rested, He ceased, He stopped from all His work, the whole, the complete, total, from every kind of work, every kind of activity of making or doing something verse 3 continues and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy so not only did he rest but he blessed that day it's uh, the Sabbath the, the day of rest is a special day of blessing that God has blessed and being in his presence is a blessing Coming, just taking time to to sit and relax and, and spend time with Him. We are blessed when we take the time to do this, when we set aside this day for Him. And then it says that God declared this day as holy. Holy means set apart unto God. It means dedicated to God. It means sacred. It means consecrated. And so God took the seventh day and He blessed it and He dedicated it to Himself. He said, this is a day that you are to rest, refrain from work, and spend time with me. It's it's dedicated to me. Uh, Verse 3 continues, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation, uh, it was made holy. And so this is a template for us to follow. He gave this commandment to Moses, but it's it's a commandment for us as well. And if you think about it, if if you work five days a week and your boss came to you and said, I want you to take off every Friday or every other Friday. I'm not going to reduce your pay. I just want you to rest. That would be a blessing. And so God has done that for us. He said, I want you to rest one day a week. We have a a small group, several small groups. One small group finished, and I think there are two more that are going through uh, these this this uh, curriculum relationship with God. If you've done if you've done that, or you're going through that, raise up your hand. Any those of you that are going through that, there's several of you that have gone through that class, and it's looking into the principles of that are connected to the Ten Commandments. And uh, I'm hoping that every one of you will go through this class because it's really good. It talks about the Ten Commandments, but the principles behind each of those Ten Commandments. And so uh, we'll be offering this curriculum again in the next coming semesters. And I hope if you haven't attended that, that you'll sign up for that. But the Ten Commandments are given from God to us for our good. He says, Thou shall not do these things because i care for you that's why he gives us boundaries my first point this morning is um, rest requires reflection spending time with the lord it's not just sleeping but it's reflecting and uh, spending time with him and asking him what he wants to say to you in your life taking time to be still and be quiet. We can't reflect if we're going 100 miles an hour, and our culture today has us going that direction, right? Isn't it interesting that with all the technology and all the advances that we've had that are supposed to make life simpler and easier, we find ourselves busier and busier and busier because the culture is driving us, and so we have to determine that we're going to stop and spend time reflecting. Uh, the fourth commandment is found in Exodus 20, 8 through eleven. Let's go there if you would, and and so again, the Lord is telling the children of Israel. He's saying, remember to observe the Sabbath, die, Sabbath day by remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And so this Hebrew word to observe means remember mention name it's not just look at it in passing but to grab hold of it and say I need to observe the Sabbath and and keep it holy the the Hebrew word for uh, Sabbath is Sabbat and it means to cease it means to rest it means complete rest it means to stop and so God was serious about us taking a day of rest he said I'm giving you this commandment, and I expect you to do it. It's not for me as much as it is for you. You need it. In the Old Testament, the penalty for working on the Sabbath was death. There was a guy that was caught gathering sticks for a fire, I guess, on the Sabbath. And they caught him, they said, what are you doing? And so God said to kill him. God said to have him killed for picking up sticks because he was missing the heart of what God had instituted for the the nation of Israel. He said, do not work on the Sabbath. The guy was working. And it cost him his life. Fortunately, we don't live in the Old Testament today. or, Or we'd probably all be dead. But the Lord said, keep the Sabbath holy. It's to be set apart for me. It's not so you can do more work. It's to be dedicated to God, consecrated to God, to spend time with the Lord. So how do we do this? How do we rest? Well, you guys are exampling this this morning by attending church. We're returning the first part of the first day of the week to the Lord. And so we're spending time with Him. The other thing that we can do is intentionally spend time with the Lord. Not just go to church and then, okay, I've done, I punched the clock, I'm done now but intentionally spending time with the Lord, spending some time reflecting, taking some quiet time, go sit down and have a cup of coffee or a glass of tea or, or whatever that looks like, but spend time with him. And then the other thing that we can do is we can lead and teach our children to honor the Sabbath. I don't know about you, but I was never taught that. I was never taught that we were to honor the Sabbath, that we were to take a day off. And I think it's because my parents, even though we went to church, they were never taught. So we never understood this principle and the value and the requirement that God is placing on us, not from a legalistic standpoint, but because He loves us and because He cares about us and because He wants us to be refreshed. So Exodus 8 says, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Verse 9 says, You have six days each week for your ordinary work. So, if, if your ordinary work is always dragging into the seventh day, the seventh day, that's not ordinary work. That becomes just a routine. Now, I realize that sometimes things happen, right? Where you just have to take care of something, and, and uh, our Sabbath, my Sabbath is typically Friday to Saturday, and there are times, in fact, last, uh, yesterday, I had to work, so I'm taking off tomorrow. That's going to be my Sabbath because I needed to do some things. So God is not legalistic and and going to strike you down if you have to adjust. But if you're having to work seven days a week, every week, every week, every week, something's wrong. And the problem is probably you not making a decision to take that day off. And so many people do work seven days a week. But that was not God's design plan. And we suffer because of it. Um, exodus 20 10 says but on the seventh day is a sabbath day of rest dedicated to the lord your god Think about this Why do we have seven days in a week? Because god created a week to be seven days He could have created a week to be five days eight days 12 days 14 days, whatever But he created the week to be seven days and he said you have six days to get all your work done And the seventh day, I want you to return to me for your own good. I want you to take a day of rest. I want you to refill, replenish yourself, and I want you to spend time with me. Listen, guys, that is a blessing. (laughs) It's not a blessing if we're working 80 hours a week and working every day and, and having our nose to the grindstone. This is a blessing. It's a gift from God to us. The Lord designed the Sabbath for us and has given us a manual to prevent us from blowing up. Are you stressed out? Are you overworked? Maybe because you're not taking a day off. When you buy a car, it come, generally comes with a manual and it tells you how to maintain that car and how to take care of it. It tells you not to redline line it and, and blow up the engine. But yet many of us are blowing up. We're stressed out all the time, because we're not taking a day to fill our tanks up. He defines in Genesis I mean in Exodus 20, uh, the Lord defines what our Sabbath, Sabbath is to be. Exodus 20:10 continues, "On that day, no one in your household may do any work. No one in your household may do any work it should be a day dedicated to the lord and not to working 24 hours he's saying look i give you all six days to do this work and what i want you to do is take 24 hours to refresh yourself to rest to spend time with me to dedicate this day to me he defines who our sabbath is for let's look at uh, 10 continues this includes you say me Your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. He said, don't even let your animals work. Give them a break. Let them have a day off. Your sons and your daughters. uh, Verse 11, for in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. And so God rested. Do you think he had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things to do? <laughs> he created everything, but yet he said, it's important that I take a day of rest because I want to model this. I want to honor myself, and I'm going to take a day of rest, and he, want, and he wants his people, he wants us to honor him and take a day of rest. So my first point is reflection. To rest, we we should take time to reflect, spending time with the Lord. My second point is we need to be refreshed. And when we rest, we are refreshed. We're taking time to be restored and to be renewed. We are designed for refreshment once a week. That is how we're wired. So if we continue to run full steam seven days a week, 365 days a year, it's going to catch up with us. Who has control over that? We do. I'm preaching to me now because <laughs> let me tell you, let me have a tom moment, transparent, authentic, and honest. This is hard for me. It's hard for me to make myself take a day off, but it's necessary and it has to be deliberate. We have to schedule our day off. If someone says, well, I can meet with you, no, I don't, I'm not scheduling anything for that time period. Unless you're dying, or your house is on fire, or something's going on, you need to take a day off. And, and so we, we try to honor that, and, and our leaders know that we, we attempt to take that day off, and they, they try not to bother us, and I try not to bother them on their day off as well. But God, listen, God is not legalistic or ritualistic about this. If, if, you work on a, if you work on a Sunday like I do, then just take another day off. But it's important that we take a day off. And so my Sabbath is from Friday night until Saturday night. And, and I really, really sometimes have to struggle in this, but I don't do any work. I try to not do any work. No emails, no nothing regarding work I try to even refrain from having conversations about work still working on that okay but uh, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is listen God is doing something in our hearts and lives if when we yield to him and he says this is important and if we don't make it a priority in our life it will never happen because the world is pulling us a hundred different directions In Nehemiah, let's go to Nehemiah 13, 15 through 18. In those days, I saw men of Judah treading out their wine presses on the Sabbath. They were also bringing in grain, loading it on donkeys, and bringing their wine, grapes, figs, and all sorts of produce to Jerusalem to sell on the Sabbath. They were working on the Sabbath. He goes on to say, so I rebuked them for selling their product or their produce on that day. So I rebuked them for selling their produce on that day. Some men from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise. They were neglecting the Sabbath. They knew better than to do this. Verse 16 continues, they were selling it on the Sabbath to the people of Judah and in Jerusalem at that. They knew that they were not supposed to be doing this, but yet they had grown complacent in their culture, much like we have done today in the church. How many of us are taking a Sabbath? How many of us are really taking 24 hours to to just rest? Because the culture says, oh, no, if you rest, you're lazy. If If you don't drive yourself to insanity, you're lazy or you're not a good employee. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The word of God says that we need to take a day of rest. And sometimes we have to draw a line in the sand and say, no, I'm not going to do this. So they were selling their goods on the Sabbath. Uh, Verse 17. So I confronted the nobles of Judah. Why are you profaning the Sabbath in this evil way, I ask? And so Nehemiah is confronting the leaders and he's saying, why are you doing this? And I think that maybe sometimes we need to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do this. I know there's such a pull for our children to, to play sports on, on Sunday and things like that. And I understand that, 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 that maybe they do that because there's a limited number of baseball, field, baseball diamonds and, and, and basketball courts and things like that. But there's always going to be a reason for us to justify and validate what we're doing. And so we need to rethink that. Listen, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to tell you what the Word says and encourage all of us to keep the Word of God and understand the importance of rest. That it's important that we take a day. One day a week. Six days a week, you have to do all your work. One day a a week is, is what the Lord is saying. Commit that to me. It's dedicated to me. And you are the beneficiary of that. Verse 18, wasn't it just the sort of thing that your ancestors did that caused our God to bring all this trouble upon us and our city? He's talking about the past. We we know that Israel not only worshipped other gods and and idols and things like that many times, but they were refusing to uh, return to the Lord what belonged to Him and their tithes and offerings. They were refusing to take a day off. It's for their good. It's for our good. So Nehemiah had the gates guarded and locked from Friday night to Saturday night. Because he's saying, listen, this this disobedience is not just impacting you and your life. It's impacting all of us. And so he locked the gates and guarded the gates so that they could not do their business, their regular business on the Sabbath. Refusing to take a Sabbath is like refusing to tithe. It's a heart issue of not obeying and trusting the Lord. So those of you that are faithful in tithing know this, that when we return the first 10% of our increase to him, he promises to bless us. The 90%, a blessed 90% goes further than an unblessed 100%. And so we know that, we understand that with tithing, that when we return to him, he promises to do supernatural blessings. Well, the same thing is true when we obey in taking a Sabbath. He promises to bless us. And what, we can, what we'll find if we will do this is that we can get more done in six days and honoring the Sabbath than working and slaving away seven days. I don't know, I don't know, I don't understand how God's economy works. I just know that when we return the first of our increase to Him in our tithes and offerings, all of our bills are paid. God always meets our needs. And I don't know of anyone that tithes that has chronic financial problems. And every person that I've talked to that has chronic financial problems does not tithe. There is a direct correlation. And it's the same thing with giving of our time. When we return to him our time, he has a way of making that up. I don't, know how, I don't know how it works, but he works it all out. So tithing is similar to taking a Sabbath. The Lord has a way of making up our resources and our time. And we can get more done when we rest a day than when we just don't take a day off. Consider uh, Chick-fil-A. Have you ever driven by Chick-fil-A? And seen the line around the building? And, and you probably realize that they're closed on Sunday, right? Sunday is uh, probably the biggest day of the week for restaurants. Because all of us get out of church and we go eat somewhere, right? <laughs> Many of us do, right? So, Chick-fil-A has determined to be closed on Sunday to give their employees a day of rest and to be able to go and worship. And uh, I was doing some research, and it says that the Chick-fil-A stores, their individual stores, bring in more money than McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined. Each Chick-fil-A store, if you were to break them down, they bring in more than all three of those combined. And they are closed on Sunday, the, you know, probably the biggest day the busiest day for most restaurants. So God, again, God has a way of making up those those things, and giving his employee, giving their employees rest, and uh, the business is, is, you know, doing very well, exceeding its competition because they are honoring the things of God, and God has called us to honor Him and to obey what He's asked us, to, what He's asked us to do. It's for our good. He sets boundaries for us for our good. And so it's up to us to make those decisions and choose to do the things. Now, we don't have to, but we will pay the consequences. I remember a few years ago, we went to India and uh, we were busy uh, you know, traveling and, and ministering uh, for like 10 or 12 days. And then we got back to Houston and we had to go to a conference um in in dallas and i was worn out and i got home and i was sick i was sick in bed for like two and a half weeks i couldn't even come and preach uh pastor christine had to come and fill in and i was praying and and the lord said this is not my fault i didn't do this to you you did this to yourself and i really thought i was going to have to go to the hospital i was so sick But fortunately, I I didn't have to go, but it was a learning lesson. The Lord said, if you want to drive yourself into the ground, go ahead. But I'm not not asking you to do that. I'm not doing that. You're doing that to yourself. So don't get sick for two and a half weeks. Take a day of rest. So Mark 2.27 says, Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. And so the Sabbath is for us. Again, God doesn't get all legalistic about it, but He does expect us to not justify disobedience. If you work on Sunday, take another day off. Take a Sabbath. Take some time to rest because you need it. And it's a matter really of trust and faith. Are you trusting God? I mean, it's the same thing with tithing. Are we trusting God to that we can return the first of our 10% to Him knowing that He's going to meet all of our needs, that all our bills are going to be paid? I can, I can validate that's true, and many of you can as well. It's the same thing with our time. Are we trusting Him? Oh, well God, I've got all this stuff I've got to get done. Okay, well, stop. You know, it's been interesting because when I worked in the secular realm, there were times when I would just slow down and, and it's like God would just cause things to go smoother, better. That's when I would find that I would get special awards or, or recognition when I wasn't just beating my head against the wall, but I was taking time to reflect and, and take my days off and, and not kill myself. And it's like God was honoring that. And I would look back and I would say, man, Last year, I did more experiments, I did more work than I did this year, but this year I was more focused on the Lord and and honoring Him, and I got more promotions, I got a raise or whatever, when it seemed like I was doing less. And And listen, we should be the best employees in the workplace. I'm not saying to be slackers, but I'm just saying our focus needs to be on Him. Place God first in all things. And then He will, you know, He'll just do His thing. He'll do His thing, you know, He'll do His thing. And He'll work it all out. But we have to trust Him. We have to choose to obey Him. It's a choice that we make. So my first point is reflection. Spending time with the Lord. My second point is to be refreshed. When we take time with Him, we are uh, restored we are renewed, we are refreshed. My third point is to be refilled, to be filled again, to be replenished. We have different areas in our life, let me say it this way, we have different tanks in our life that need to be filled. As we spend time with the Lord and rest, we can be refilled spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, And so in addition to filling our spiritual tank that we've been talking about, we can fill our other tanks through quiet time and enjoyable activities, not working. So when when we find that we're emotionally whacked out, when we find that we're mentally whacked out, when we find that we're just spiritually exhausted, we need to stop and say, wait a minute, am I taking some time? to spend with the Lord? Am I taking time to rest? Am I honoring the Lord by keeping the Sabbath that's dedicated to him and keeping it holy? I know that uh, Cliff, he, he likes to windsurf. That's a way that he finds refreshment and gets out on the water. Tony likes to fish. The fish fear him when they see his boat coming uh you could you could go for a walk you could go swimming you could go to the hunting lease you know you like to hunt you can go build the the deer blind or, or whatever you know whatever's going to refresh you whatever's going to fill you up go out and play some golf if you play an instrument that's a great time to to worship and spend time with the lord i used to come home every friday and play my drums my neighbors loved it i'm sure I would come home and play my drums for about an hour. Just spending time worshiping, and it was great exercise. Find something that you like to do that refreshes you, that fills you up. I even, uh, at the last house we had, uh, I would even enjoy getting out and mowing the yard because you can't really do anything while you're sitting on that mower. And it was a great time to spend time with the Lord. So, again, you want to refrain from work, but you also want to take some time to be refreshed, to be refilled, and whatever that looks like for you. But you have to make that determination. No one can really make that for you. So, again, my three points are through rest, we take time to reflect, and spending time with the Lord Really spend time with Him. Get alone. Turn off the TV. You know, and I'm not saying you have to read 18 chapters in the Bible or anything like that. Just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He is our GPS to guide us and lead us. And He will tell us, look, you need to rest today. Read, read one chapter. Or maybe just spend time with me. Or maybe go outside and just enjoy my creation. The Holy Spirit will guide us and lead us and help us. You know, sometimes the the Lord will say, uh, I'll wake up in the morning and he'll say, why don't you fast for a little while? Why don't you fast for a day or a few days? Or he'll just, I won't even know how long I'm going to fast. I'll just want to spend time with him. But it's a determination that I'm making to spend time alone with him. Again, he's not real religious and legalistic about this thing, but he does want us to take a day off. So my second point is to be refreshed be refreshed. It's a blessing to be refreshed. And then be refilled to allow God to replenish, fill your tanks, your spiritual tank, your emotional tank, your mental tank, and and get some physical activity if you want, whatever you need to do, but take time to rest. Will you do that? And I think when we do that, we see God's hand move in ways that we don't normally see when we're so busy with our nose to the grindstone that we can't even stop. Many times we don't even know how tired we are. We don't even know how exhausted we are. We don't even know how uh, depleted we are. Because we're so accustomed to running on fumes. And God says, look, I created you to enjoy this life, to enjoy this relationship with me and one another. I didn't call you to work yourself to death. So let's make the determination from this day forward that we're gonna take a day of rest. And sometimes, many times, that means saying no. Sometimes that's like Nehemiah standing up to the culture and saying, I know this is a culture, but no. We're not going to support this. We're not going to embrace this. We're not going to do this. And if enough of us would do that, maybe some things in the culture would change. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. If you're here and, and uh, you don't have a relationship with the Lord or maybe you did at one point in time, but you've walked away. And God is beckoning you this morning. Would you slip up your hand anybody here this morning? There's no shame in that. Maybe you're watching online and you would say, that's me. Just pray this prayer. Just repeat this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I receive your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness today. Today Today's a new beginning. Today's a fresh start. And I thank you for this new day. And I thank you for your grace in my life you prayed that prayer, I want to pray one more prayer for you. Lord, I pray for those that prayed that prayer, that they would have a greater sensitivity to your Holy Spirit, leading and guiding them, and that you would just pour into them. And as they read your word, as they spend time in prayer, as they're just going through daily life, Lord God, that you would just speak to them, and they would hear your voice speaking to their hearts, that small, still voice, and that you would cause them to Grow in you and grow in their relationship with you. Find a local church and get plugged in. Lord, I pray your blessings over them. I pray your blessings over every one of us. In Jesus' name. We hope today's message encouraged you. For more information about our church, please visit our website, lifefellowship.me. We invite you to join us again next week for another life changing, uplifting message. And remember to live it.